And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two penguins till Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Both Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Sunday evening, 9.05 p.m. East Coast time. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about the Eagles' 48-22 to donkey-whomping of the New York Giants. They are 12 and 1. They are officially headed to the playoffs with eyes on the number one seed. We can get to that. We can get to a momentous day for the offense. They set some uh, marks for the season. They had the best yards per uh, EPA per rush of any team in the league this season. We can get to the defensive performance. We can get to an eventful day on special teams. Lots of good stuff. Zach, how are you? Where are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this pod. I'm in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and the Eagles, uh, they gave us something to write about today. 12-1, and best performance, best offensive performance of the season as far as points scored, the most points scored in the Nick Sirianni era, most since that Denver game in 2017, as you recall. And it's also that period that that period in 2017 when the Eagles, um, it's the first time the Eagles have had over 30 points in three consecutive games since that that period with the, what was it, Cowboys, Broncos, Bears in 2017. So a lot of firsts today, a lot of milestones today. A.J. Brown over 1,000 yards. Um, you had Miles Sanders over 1,000 yards. Hassan Reddick in double-digit sacks. We can go on. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Brandon first Graham, three sacks. Yeah, a Jalen Hurts, first quarterback um, in, NF- in NFL history that back-to-back 10 touchdown rushing seasons. So... Uh, when you're playing this well and you're putting up this many points, people are getting their numbers. And the Eagles, of course, clinched a postseason bid. But um, as uh, as Nick Sirianni said when it was told to him after the game, he said, oh, that's nice, as if it's not a big deal. So uh, a lot going on right now for the Eagles, and uh, they will play at least one extra game this season and potentially more. Marissa, how are you? 
Sorry, I was muted. Um, I'm great. Um, excited to hear what you guys have to say about this one. This was this was a fun game, but um, I think I have to do my duty of the chat and discuss where you two are right now because everyone's so excited about this game, but everyone wants to know why you guys are. Are you in conjoining rooms? Are you on opposite sides of the hotel? If you're watching exactly. on YouTube, <laughs> you can see that their backdrops look almost exactly the same. So. Yeah, what's the hotel sitch over there? Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> it's, Zach it's, asked if we wanted to split a room, and I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not. It's it's snowing here, and um, you know we still had a few hours of work in front of us tonight, so we were gonna either drive back on the Jersey Turnpike at you know at, at midnight, one a.m., whatever it may be, in the snow. There was also uh, a nice security guard who. We're holding him up from driving home. He is so nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he keeps walking by and it is walkie talkie. He's, He's like, there's 12 media members left in the press box. There's yeah. nine media members left. Okay. Like, yeah, we get the yeah. hint. <laughs> yes. So that's, so that's going on. And, uh, and then the app on my phone keeps saying it's light rain and I'm looking outside and it's and it's snowing and he's saying hopefully it's not sticking to the roads the way it is to the field so all all these things converge and we're we're like uh less than a mile from a hotel room so we we stay there bo's finishing his day after we're doing the pod um but I'm, separate I'm, rooms I'm happy to be the little, I can be the little spoon that's fine <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of football to talk about here so <laughs> Okay, I mean, you know. The chat wanted to do. We gotta do. <laughs> yeah, so, so so that's what happened. So that's 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 why we are in a hotel for the evening. All right, Zach. So I said uh, coming into this game that like my my spidey sense was that uh, this game might be a little bit more difficult than uh, anticipated because division games are weird. Uh, you got a, a coach going up against a coach who he knows very well. Sometimes that can be a little bit weird. Maybe the Giants needed this one a little bit more. Uh, this game was not difficult. Um, from basically the very beginning, it was very clear that this was going to be uh, a blowout, right? Um, the Eagles come out and get a, a stop on the opening drive on defense, and then they have a really interesting opening touchdown drive, 15 plays uh, with 75 yards or whatever it was, and they're just they're throwing in all different kinds of combinations all over the course um, of that drive. You, I think it was like 12 different combinations or something like that. If you count the running backs and the personnel groupings, Crank Calcaterra is in there. Tyree Jackson's in there. Zach Pascal's in there. There's a snap of 21 personnel. And it was this really like well choreographed dance, this efficient drive down the field. Um, you know, they had, I think, three first downs on the drive, but it really wasn't a difficult drive at all. And, I mean, it was pretty much like they could do whatever they wanted in this game. And I think they came out with the intention to pass. Lane Johnson said that against this um, this Giants blitz-heavy, man-heavy defense. They scored touchdowns on their first three drives. It was clear they could pretty much do whatever they wanted. And then in the second half, they are able to just run the ball. Miles Sanders, as you as you alluded to, had a big day. They ran for, I think, like a quiet 253 yards in this game. 192 of those 253 yards came in the second half. Uh, let me just pull up Miles Sanders' final stat line. He had 17 for 144 and two touchdowns, while Jalen Hurts had seven for 77. 
Uh, I think maybe Eagles fans thought maybe he was running a little bit too much in this game, um, given the the flow of the game. But all told, like, did you did you feel like from the from the outset that this game was pretty much like over? Like yes. you want to fast forward and get to the end and hope there there are not a lot of injuries. From the first drive on both sides, uh, I, I you saw the kind of game this was going to be, and Brian Dable throughout the week had uh, made repeated references to the roster that Hallie Roseman built uh, in Philadelphia. And I think there was a talent. Kind of weird, right? It, it, it certainly raised eyebrows. And and the right. reason I, I, I bring that up here is because the talent disparity between the two teams was apparent, right? Like the Eagles were just clearly superior. And I know the Giants were dealing with injuries. And, you know, especially in the secondary, that was apparent. But the Eagles defensive line, like, beat that Giants offensive line. Um, they had six sacks today, and and you saw it from the first drive. Uh, what with Josh Sweat, no Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat early on in the game, uh, both getting to the quarterback, and then offensively, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they were spreading the ball around. I think eight players were targeted, or seven players were targeted on the first drive alone. Yep. Um, they were doing that without like huge AJ Brown, Devontae Smith production early on, and then when you got those guys involved, uh it started to pour, so to speak. I mean, probably uh, literally as well. I think it started to pour as well. It was, it was raining pretty hard on the field. Uh, and just overall, offensively and then defensively, the Eagles outclassed them. They outschemed them. They were prepared for this game. And where I give the Eagles credit is there have been a few times this year where we've said, oh, this could be a potential landmine, and, and they might slip up here. And I get that the first half of the Houston game, they did not play well. And then they had a Washington game there, the Monday nighter, when time of possession, there was a big disparity there. But honestly, other than than games when when they've had these untimely turnovers, they haven't really had games where where they just didn't show up. And uh, and today was an example of that. From the start, they jump on them. And when this team gets on you early in the game, um, they're really tough because they can run the ball, as we've seen, and they have pass rushers who can get after you. Yeah, and I think this is like I feel like I sort of have to rewire my brain in the way I think about this team a little bit because, like you know, we've been saying I've been saying this is the best team in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the power rankings, they're they're always number one, or at least have been since the, the Chiefs lost two weeks ago. Um, they they have like answered at every bell, but I you know there was the the little lull after the the loss to Washington, and then the one point win over the Colts, and then like an okay game against the Packers these last two weeks. It is like that. It is like they have, uh, and I don't want to be again, a prisoner of recency bias, but it is like they have rebounded from that little patch and are starting to find their, their final form. Like when you want them to be in the best shape possible and they get Avante Maddox back in this game, they're going to get Dallas Goddard back next week. They're going to get CJ Garner Johnson back or two weeks after that, presumably. Um, when we can get to some injuries, some key injuries in this game, but like, you know, great teams blow out bad teams or even okay teams. I mean, the giants and Titans right now are, are in the middle of the playoff race and the Eagles just destroyed both of them. And like, if, if you're talking about a team that um, has like answered every bell, as you said, like they are so good. They are so good in so many different ways they are so good on both sides of the ball. Even special teams was good today, although we can get to the, the block punt. But, like, right now, if you're an Eagles fan, I feel like you're thinking, 
Like I wish the playoffs started next week because yeah. the way that, that the team is playing right now, I don't know that they can be beat. Well said. And there's one other thing I would add to the, they're so good at part of this and that's, they're so good at quarterback. And I frame it that way too, because when you talk about the chiefs or you talk about the bills, you're like, yeah, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes and as long as you have Josh Allen and Jalen hurts is getting to that point because like he's, you know, you and I look to each other in the middle of the game. What are we going to write about? And we're not like, all right, we're going to write about Jalen. Like, because it's, 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 I mean, it's almost, about special teams today. Because yeah. like, what else do you say? But yeah. yeah, like, like you're expecting this now from Jalen hurts and he's, he's making these, these throws in the game. You know, he had this, uh, this throw that you pointed out when it occurred to Quez Watkins, and he didn't even remember it after the I game. Thought, I because, thought that was a, such a good throw. Yeah, it and it and it just happens. And, and then like that rushing touchdown that he had, um, it just it, you know he he accelerates through. He 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 finds the space. He's making such good decisions. He's only turned over the ball, I think, in five games this season. Um, so another clean game. You have these explosive plays downfield. Um, he's, he's doing things so well that he's getting to the point where you mentioned him like these teams. Well, as long as so-and-so is your quarterback, you have a chance, um, because he's playing at that level. And, and then the other thing I, I, I would add too, is that, you know, Sirianni made a big deal last year when he said his, his teams always play best late in the year. And you could say, oh, well, well, that's obvious, but we've seen coaches like, for instance, Cliff Kingsbury where the teams jump out hot and then they have a, a thing of regressing. And and what I asked but I asked Sirianni this week, what I asked Jalen Hurts this week was like, does this team have another gear? And what you're seeing now is they are better. They're better than right now than the team that started the season eight and And when they get Goddard back, this offense is is should theoretically be better. And as as they as they get Shauncey Gardner Johnson back and Right there, you know, and then potentially if they get some rest and they're healed up and they're healthy in the playoffs, there, there's there's a, a handful of variables that, that, that you can say here that this team does have another gear and we'll see if they hit it. I think your point on Jalen Hurts is really uh, trenchant and important because I think that goes to the like the rewiring of my brain thing, because I know that Jalen Hurts has been unbelievable this season you know, uh, uh, a top two MVP candidate at worst. Right. But like, I don't think that we do think about them like Mahomes and yeah. Josh Allen, like just because they have Jalen hurts, they're always going to have a chance, but he is playing at such a high level. And like, it is not, it is beyond now the point where it's like AJ Brown, uh, like what he brings to the offense is a perfect compliment for what Jalen hurts needed. And like the talent is so great. It's just, I mean, he's doing everything right. Um, the throw to Quez Watkins, I, I thought was so good. So this was, it was a third down, I think the second uh, drive of the game, the second touchdown drive. And there's a free rusher coming right into his face and he steps into it and lofts the ball to the open spot, open space for Quez Watkins along the sideline before Quez is out of his break. It's not a throw that I have seen him make or in my, in my mind, at least recently. Um, really impressive. Uh, like you know, even throwing on the run, he's been a little bit better out. He did miss one throw early on to to AJ Brown throwing to his left. But as you said, avoiding turnovers, um, avoiding big hits when he's rushing. I think I think uh, I was thinking, and most Eagles fans were thinking he should have been pulled maybe one series earlier in this game. But he has been so good, 
Um, and like also the ways that we talk about his personality is like sets the tone for the team. Um, you know, he said after the game that, uh, you know, like, you know, making the playoffs is nice. It was similar to Sirianni, but like they've got they've got more to play for. And they do like it, it, it is sort of silly to to clinch the playoffs on December 11th and think like no big deal because this team is so good that the stakes and the bar really is like win it all. That's that's how good they are. Yes. And to the Jalen point there, you mentioned at the top of the show they had a quiet 250 rushing yards. That's because Jalen Hurts had a quiet 77 rushing yards. Right. And it's it's funny to frame it that way. Like no one ever has – there's no quarterback who has a quiet right. 77 rushing yards. But if you said to someone – I I and correct me if I'm wrong, and in the chat, please chime in. If you ask people what you think of Jalen's performance today, they wouldn't be like, oh, he was running all over the Giants. But he had 77 rushing yards, right? Um, and because it it just he, he – when the yards are there, he takes them. And he's just – he's so – he's playing so well. Um, everything is clicking right now. And I know the question had been coming up, like, are you, are you peaking at the right time? Are you peaking too early? And – I just I think he's going to keep getting better or keep being consistent because that's 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 what he's been this year. I mean, I, I think consistency is the big thing. Now you you brought up his response to the playoffs. I, I have a story coming up in a few minutes here. Um, it's being edited now on like the scene post game, and uh, it's it's similar to what you said. So so Nick Sirianni, who is like as emotional as they come as as a coach, you know anything get some fired up and, and, and running all over the place and talking. And, and, uh, and he said he was told they made the playoffs and he says, Oh, that's nice. Right. And I don't know if that's actually what occurred, but his, his point is like, this isn't a big deal. And uh, you know, there's, there's more to accomplish. And Lane Johnson, who's been in, um, you know, a lot of winning locker rooms here. I asked him what it was like after the game. He's like it was. It was just like an, another day. He he said that you know there was no Yahoo party or anything, and that's coaching, seen, right? Is you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, like make a big deal out of the little things and then you know calm things down when they're big, right? Except for the Super Bowl. That's a good point. But it 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 has stood. It it did stood out to me, and you know you remember some of these scenes like they clinched in Washington one year, and they had to wait for a result in a different game, and we didn't go into the locker room until. Um, that game was finalized. I think it was the Minnesota Green Bay game, right? Um, or I, it was a Minnesota game of some variety. And, uh, and you know, Brandon Graham was like live streaming the game. And there's other times when they needed all these things to occur. Uh, it's it, Christmas presents haven't even been wrapped yet. And the Eagles are in the playoffs. Um, so that's what jumps out to me. And then the other part of it, too, and I kind of wrote about this is there's this, this push pull because you should never take the playoffs for granted. Hassan Reddick is in year six and has never made the playoffs. Um, James Bradbury's in year seven has played one playoff game, right? Like the Eagles have made the playoffs five of six years, 17 of Jeffrey Lewis, 28 years. So it's kind of almost expected in Philly that you're in the postseason. Well, this isn't the standard around the league to be in it. So for some guys, this is a huge deal, but then the flip side of that, is they know how good this team is, and it's rare to have a team like this. So you don't want to take the playoffs for granted, but you also know that this is a team with a legitimate chance of winning the Super Bowl. So, uh, so or or at least playing in the Super Bowl. So I I I think that was the interesting dichotomy after the game. I I know that in my 
time covering the Eagles, I've never seen such a, I don't know if I would use the term muted, but like a ho-hum playoff clincher. And you can say 2017, but 2017 when they clinched the playoffs was an entirely different situation because Carson Wentz is out for the year that day. And it was like, uh, people didn't know, you know, it was like, yeah, they made the playoffs, but the sky is falling, right? Um, The season was over, as we said on the post-game podcast. Yeah, so here, here they make the playoffs and it's like, all right, yeah, they want to win the, it's one box. They want to win the division. They want to win the Super Bowl. But how many Eagles fans before the season would have considered clinching the playoffs to be a big achievement for this team? I would, I would guess many. Uh, let's, I guess, keep it on the offense before, uh, before we move on. Although I don't really know what much there is to say about the defense, but, but we can get to that after the break. Um, 48 points, as you said, highest points per drive uh, of the season, four points per drive. Highest EPA per drive of the season, 1.95. Highest EPA per play of the season. Highest yards per rush of the season, 8.2 yards per carry in this game, which is wild. Um, highest EPA per rush of any team in the league in a game this season. I mean, fantastic. They were, um, were they perfect in the red zone? I guess they they missed one in the red zone. I mean, they, they could, I mean, they really could just, they could do whatever they wanted in this game. Yeah. Three for four in the red zone. Um Six of 11 on third down. It, it wasn't even like this was a big situational game because they were just really doing whatever they wanted. Now, like there are some contextual things that we should probably just check the box on. Like the Giants are very shorthanded. They're not a very good defense to begin with. I think, you know, as we talked about 28th um, in DVOA on defense, but like a performance like that, you sort of throw those things aside. Like it's not like they just skated by. They they were able to do anything. And and like there was a, there were a couple other throws from Jalen Hurts. We haven't even talked about the the third down on the opening drive to Devonte Smith, that like pin perfect throw in against really good coverage um, was really nice. I mean, the AJ Brown touchdown was very easy, but I mean, he's, I don't know what else there is to say. Like the offense is just, is so good. And, and, and I know that there are some people who want to now have the Miles Sanders conversation. So let's have the Miles Sanders conversation. Zach, what did he say? First of all, about crossing the, the thousand yard plateau and, and a big day for him. Uh, yeah. So he, he was, you know, very thankful to God, uh, after the game about reaching 1000 yards. Uh, that's, that's, he gave credit to the offensive line. Um, he was brought up to him about, uh, the fact that he wasn't top 10 on the pro ball balloting last week. And he said, hopefully he doesn't play in the, in the pro bowl this year. Uh, Cause that would mean they make the super bowl. He was asked if he's thought about, and I, I should say, by the way, that I uh, I was not in on Miles Sanders. I, I watched it, so this was other reporters. Um, he he uh, he was asked if he thought that he's he's made a lot of money these these past few weeks, and he said that will you know work itself out. He's not thinking about that right now. Um, but Sirianni kind of a said loaded that, free agent running back. Class, yes, but. and 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 a draft class, but it's gonna be interesting because he's playing, he's playing his best ball right now. And Sirianni says, um, it's, you know, it's it, it's a both and right in that he's healthy and he's playing better. And Miles said he's he's clearly running better. The Eagles are treating him almost like a, a workhorse back. Um, you know, he had that big run late in the game. Uh, he's getting volume. He's getting yards. He's he's getting tough carries for them. So he's he's giving them everything they could want. Now, 
to Bo's point here, and I'm uh, I I still think Miles Sanders is a is a is a good running back. I stand by that. I don't know how a replacement level running back would fare behind this offensive line and with Jalen as your quarterback, right? Like if you were a defense right now, I don't know what you're trying. I don't know how you're trying to stop this team. You got to worry about Jalen. Okay. You, you got to worry about these receivers on the outside. Okay. Um, you're going to have a hard time getting significant pressure against this offensive line, unless you just beat someone one-on-one, but it's a really good offensive line. So yeah. So like how, what are you doing? And, um, you know, Sirianni made the point last week of saying that the way the Titans played was directly related to the way the Packers played. Like the Titans changed their pass rush, I think, based on yeah, a little mush, way, ru- mush rush. Yeah, because they were worried about Jalen. So teams going into these games worrying about Jalen's legs, worrying about these wide receivers. I don't know if Miles Sanders is like what they're trying to take out of the game. This is the way, say, the Eagles tried to take out Derrick Henry. But where I give Miles right. all the credit is he's getting he's getting yards. He's staying healthy. He hasn't fumbled all season, so he's holding on to the ball. And um, if you're talking about the productive yards, like the times, the head-scratching plays from the past where he's been dancing behind the line of scrimmage, you're not seeing that. So yes. Miles is everything that they could have wanted this season. Yeah, so – there, there are like several people asking me to to walk back my my take from earlier in the season when I said like I'm just imagining what this offense could be like if it had a real running back. Um, J- Miles Sanders has been a real running back this year. Um, I don't like that doesn't change what I thought at the time. He has been better this year than he's ever been before in a few key ways. Um, namely, he has been protecting the ball and he has been healthy, um, which he has not been in the past. As you said, I, I mean, this is the most running back friendly offense in the league because of the attention given to Jalen Hurts as a rusher, because of the options on the outside, and because of how great the offensive line is. All of that said, he has been awesome. He has been uh, a much tougher runner than I can remember, uh, breaking tackles in short areas. Um, he has been more decisive. He has... Uh, he still has the same breakaway speed that he has always had, and you saw that today on the long touchdown run. Um, he has, as you said, Zach, taken fewer negative plays. Um, you know, he bounced a couple ones outside today that were like the right time to bounce it outside. It was not sort of the old Miles Sanders where he tried to bounce it outside when he didn't need to. He has been awesome. Um, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the season he's had. I like Miles Sanders. He's been great. I just, it is like. This is a this is a very running back friendly offense. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Okay. And he would be yeah he would be he would be higher if he went through the list of running backs in the league than he was when we did the exercise whenever it was two months ago three months ago. But I think the the conversation about Miles' future we don't need to have that now. But I remember saying in the beginning of the year that if he's really good he's going to price themselves out of the Eagles. And if he's not good, the Eagles won't be incentivized to keep him, right? So it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Uh, I don't know what the running back free agent market's going to be. I, I, if I, I, I think there might be some content coming up in the future where you can kind of see some of the possibilities at the position. But he's going to be real appealing because he's just been so productive throughout his career. 
And I, I would have a hard time thinking that the Eagles are going to uh, to be able to pay him. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I did raise my eyebrows earlier when you said he's been he, he's they treat him like a workhorse because they don't they don't trust him on third down. He's never on the field on third down and they don't trust him in two minute drills. That's Kenny Gainwell's job. Like the best running backs in the league are not are not treated like they can't be on the field. But that's a different conversation. Okay. All right. Why don't we take a break? Come back, talk some defense, talk some um, uh, important moments in the press box today and uh, all that good stuff. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right. Back on Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Zach, I had um, two brief passings with people from my past today. Uh, after the game, we took the elevator down to go to the locker room, and we get out of one elevator. Giants coaches get out of the other elevator. And a brief moment of eye contact with a certain former nemesis who is now the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. He was uh, a little, looking a little haggard, obviously a little disappointed with the game, unshaven. And he said, uh hey, you got some time to talk? And I said, I'm good. And he uh, got on his cart and drove away. That was number one. Number two, um, number two, after the first quarter was over, uh, took a quick jaunt to, uh, to the men's room, as you do. And on my way out, I'm walking out. And who do I see as I turn the corner? Who's walking towards me? But another person who I who I've met once before, mm. and I look up. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he says, "Hey, hey there, how are you?" <laughs> uh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell people who it is. Can I tell people who it is? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> It's the it's the forty second president of the United States, Bill Clinton. Yes, yes. Bill and I. He says, "I remember, I remember you." <laughs> By the way, why did Bill Clinton, President Clinton, get second billing to Mike Kafka in this? I would think a bathroom. I thought you were kidding. I'd have built it up. <laughs> I'd have built it up. Like going to the same bathroom you were using. Without an S, without a, a Secret Service escort, he was holding hands with uh, what must have been a grandchild. Although 
I mean, I hope that's what the deal was. Uh, <laughs> Bo Wolf, I, I, you look a lot different than when we met in 1994 or something like that. Uh, sorry, I'm losing my I'm losing my Clinton. Um, uh, we did not actually uh, share words, but I said I gave him gave him a little nod. Um, here's my question, Zach, because I I didn't get stuck in this situation, but it was very close to ha to happening. Uh, how much do you think your eyes would wander if you were in the urinal next to <laughs> Bill Clinton? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Actually, uh, on a different note, like not. Wouldn't you be curious? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, Bo. Um, no, and I, I'm uncomfortable by this conversation. Um, I thought where you're going with it is 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 this like a, a, a pet peeve of mine is is the urinal conversation, right? Like I, you know, I think like eyes straight ahead, no words. You can have conversation when you're at the sink, but I don't like the urinal conversation, right? Yeah, um, neither do I. Yeah. And and so even worse is so the would you have waited the, for the sink to have a, a conversation, Zach. Uh yeah, I, I probably What would, would you have said to him? You love the West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, maybe it would have it would have I, I probably would have done small talk, Arkansas basketball or something of that nature. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um yeah, I wouldn't have gone I, I wouldn't have gone political, you know. Don't talk. You don't talk religion, politics, or money, right? So, I would have stayed well, away from the, that. As a president, you can talk politics. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I, I probably would have made made some type of reference to, to I, to, I don't. To you would have said, "Hey, Bill, to the game." Do you ever have a problem with that awkward swing and slap? Because boy, do I have a solution for you, Tommy John. <laughs> I, I would, I would not bring that up. Um, I believe his his son-in-law is an Eagles fan. So. I was just going to ask what team he was supporting. Well, he was supporting the Giants. He had a Giants hat on, uh, Bill oh. Clinton. But oh, not when um, I saw him. Must have oh, really? Yeah, pregame he had he 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 had Giants hat on. But uh, he, I I think his son-in-law is an Eagles fan. So curious about that. But no, I I I very much um, don't like the the urinal conversation. And actually, I was. I was at the urinal today when, and the next urinal over was someone I used to was, was like a, a writer I used to work with in, in New York. And I didn't want to say hello until the sink. Right. Because yeah, I think that's appropriate. Yes. So every now but, and then you get the even worse, like someone's trying to talk to you from the stall yeah. and you're not no. in the stall. Like, uh, <laughs> focus on what you got to do. Let's, <laughs> let's table this for later. please. Yes. yes. Yeah, but it, but it's it's like the one situation where where I'm I'm ruder than I would I would like to be because I mm. I don't I, I don't maintain the conversation like I will just answer the question or if someone says hi I'll say hello but I I'll usually say nice to see you to somebody but I won't I I probably won't say nice to I don't say nice to see you at the urinal I just say <laughs> I just say hi yeah yeah I think that would be an, an inappropriate thing to say yes. at the urinal. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now, were you, uh, you, I didn't know that he was there until you told me. So it would have been even more of a bizarre experience if I had had that, had that passing without knowing that he was in the building yeah. that day. Yeah. Well, I, I had the binoculars out pregame. So 
I'm checking out. I'm trying to see who's on the sideline. And when you when you see the 42nd president of the United States, it catches your attention. Mm. All right. Okay, I guess we can talk defense now, Zach. Um, I mean, the Giants really were bringing nothing to the table in this game. They scored 22 points, but uh, seven of them came after the block punt, and then the other ones came basically when the game was uh, decided. Daniel Jones, 18 of 27 for 169 and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley did play with his neck injury, and boy, what a difference he made. Nine carries for 28 yards. Uh, didn't didn't really have much going. Eagles had, geez, three, four, five, six, seven sacks, three of them from Brandon Graham, one each from Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Hassan Reddick, and Josh Sweat. Um, they were not really tested in any way. I don't really know what else there is to say about the defense other than they were just clearly like the better unit on the field and the Giants are not very good at the moment. Yeah, I mean they're 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 not giving up big plays. Um now Saquon Barkley was banged up here. That's the offensive threat you're most worried about. So they weren't running the ball well. They were prepared for Daniel Jones's legs, I believe. Daniel Jones really didn't hurt them there too mm -hmm. much. Uh, they they didn't have the weapons on the outside, but then the big thing is, you know, the Giants aren't too banged up on the offensive line, right? So you didn't know how how they would fare there, and the Eagles were just better than them at the line of scrimmage, and part of that too is is you know game situation, but it's not entirely game situation because the Eagles uh, were getting to him early in the game, right? Giants had the ball first and. Eagles had a sack on the opening drive. I believe the Eagles, with their performance today and the Cowboys' performance today, overtook the Cowboys for number one in the NFL in sacks. So the Eagles at this point are first in sacks, and unless there's been a change in, in this, first in takeaways. And uh, that's that's a really good combination. It's hard to pass the ball on them. Uh, we'll see. Next week's going to be a, a unique test against Justin Fields, who can who – can, uh, affect game plans, but they're just a, a really well-rounded defense. And I don't want to um, jump on your storylines here because I imagine something we're, we're going to get to, but they were down to their third string safety today. And, you know, they were, they, they were still able, it's a, it's something to be concerned about, but they were, it, it wasn't their major Achilles heel. Right. So uh, something to watch there. But overall, I, I just think this this pass rush is what jumps out to me. They are menacing. Hassan Reddick, by the way, if we can spend like 30 seconds, a minute on him well, here, he is uh he's exactly what they signed up for. He's a he's a difference maker around the edge. And I I know he's a unique player in that, you know, there there's there's parts of him that um, you know, he he's not your prototype at that position. But He's he's had double digit sacks now three consecutive seasons, and he thinks that I was talking about uh, about this after the game. He he thinks he deserves recognition, you know, as as one of the best pass rushers in the league, and uh, the sack numbers during the past three years would support it. And, and and so this is like this is exactly what the Eagles paid for. They paid for someone who would be who who would affect the quarterback around the edge. He's done exactly that. And then you add in the fact that now they have this rotation there. Brandon Graham has three sacks. He's a backup in this game. He's he's your backup edge rusher. You have, I mean, Josh Sweat matches a career high with seven and a half sacks in 
He's been coming on of late, and he's been playing well. I know Brandon Thorne had something uh, recently where he was ranked among the top 10 edge rushers in the in the league. Uh, they're, they're good, and they're getting better. Um, <clears throat> BG is up to eight and a half sacks now. Yep. Um, I told him, I, I talked to him briefly after the game because when we did the uh, the Eagles Esoterica earlier this year on him naming all the quarterbacks he'd sacked, um, he had one three-sack game in his career. It was against Luke Falk, and yeah. he, he made a point in that conversation to say he was hoping to get another one this year. Well, he got it, um, so he was happy to be reminded of that, and then said he was just thinking, like, man, like, if this is the year I get, 10 sa- or get to double digits, which he has never done before, and that's been a thing, you know, he's, he's one and a half away. He, and he's just like, you know, God works in mysterious ways. The, like for it, if, it, if it happens this year when I'm not even a starter and I'm coming off an Achilles injury, like maybe not going to get to be back to myself to get 10. It's, it's great. So for uh, for the man of the year, you got to feel good for, for Brandon Graham. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, with him is that he he keeps making he keeps making mentions to. Like they need to appreciate this year, enjoy this year because, you know, no one really knows what's going to happen next year. And he's, he's one of these players who's in limbo beyond this season. We, you know, we don't know what his situation is going to be. If he has his, his most productive sack year in that situation, maybe he does have another year here, another two years here. Right. Um, It's certainly something to be mindful of. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some big picture things Um, in terms of playoff seating. Uh, we, if we can bring up, because you know, Deniz is all over it. It's, it is, after all, Deniz Ember. Um, the Eagles basically can clinch the number one seed uh, if they win the next two weeks. Even if they lose next week and beat Dallas, I think uh, Deniz says uh, that that'll do it. Because if you think about it, they're they're two games up on Minnesota, three effectively because they have them head to head, and right now they're. Now it was very close to Dallas having lost lost today. That was a, a big swing here, but um, so now they're, as you see on the screen, if you are uh, watching, and if not, it says the Eagles can clinch the NFC East by Week 16 if they beat Dallas, regardless of what happens next week, or if they win twice at Chicago and at Dallas. Hold on, that doesn't make sense. Wouldn't it be? Oh no, I see. I see. They. Let's rewind this. Let's pretend that you didn't listen to what I was talking about for the past 15 seconds. The Eagles can clinch the NFC East by just beating Dallas in week 16. No matter what happens next week, they can clinch the one seed by beating uh, both Chicago and Dallas. Or if they just beat Dallas and Minnesota loses once and San Francisco loses once over the next two weeks. There's also two weeks after that. So this is just wrapping it up early. I think there's a good chance that that week 19 game or week 18 game is not going to matter. Um, they're probably still going to play against the Saints because you want to improve your draft pick, um, even if you have it clinched and you don't want three weeks off. Yeah. But there's a good chance that um, Ian Book is not going to get his uh, his his feeling, feeling. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, injuries in this game, Zach. Reed Blankenship suffered uh, a knee injury that uh, knocked him out of the game. He had to be carted off. That is pretty significant um, for the next two weeks. That would mean that Kayvon Wallace has to play safety. Now, Josiah Scott uh, played a lot of safety in the summer, has been mostly uh, working as the, the nickel, but with Avante Maddox back, you would imagine that he can spend some time back there. Uh, those are the only people on the active roster that they have left. Marquise Blair 
is on the practice squad. And I think some people have put the um, put the dots together that Anthony Harris was released by the Broncos yep. a couple weeks ago um, or a couple days ago, rather. And so he uh, would be a possibility to return if they need an emergency before C.J. Gardner-Johnson gets back in two weeks. Do you think they would just promote Sachere or do you think, you know, Sachere too, yeah. To the 53, yeah. So I don't know what direction they'll, they'll go, but that is a that is a notable injury. And I didn't get a chance to talk to Reed Blankenship after the game. Um, but I, I do know that if you were watching the TV copy, which I don't know how, how many people in our audience was at the game compared to watching the TV copy, they had a close-up and it looked like the turf got hit, right? Mm. Um, bad field. And, Bad field, exactly. So uh, it is something I'm curious to talk to Reed Blankenship about uh, because, you know, he got carted off. And then I think one of the the more interesting injuries I think you're about to mention it. Is that right? Yeah, well, uh, very quickly, Kyron Johnson also suffered yep. a shoulder injury. He is out uh, or he was out uh, immediately. I think if he's down, they'll just promote Christian Ellis because he's been so good the past two weeks. Might as well. But then the big one, Aaron Sipos. On uh, the one bad special teams play of the game, Jalen Hurts takes a sack at the two-yard line, backs the punting group up into the shadow of their own end zone. Punt gets blocked up the middle. Aaron Sipos with like an unbelievable play to scoop up the ball and almost run for the first down, but in doing so, suffers an ankle injury um, and was carted off in the locker room. After the game, he was on crutches, had a walking boot on his left foot. Um, you would imagine he's going to be out for at least some time if not for the rest of the season. And that means the Eagles got to go uh, hunting for a punter. Um, I, you know, I did my little uh, did my little research, reached out to the Puntalytics guys. Brett Kern seems like the best guy available uh, who has not punted this year after he was uh, whacked by the Titans at the roster cutdown, um, but is a, uh, a, a, a above-average league punter based on what he's done the past couple seasons, experienced holder, that would make sense. There are a few other guys out there. I would imagine the Eagles are going to try to bring in somebody of the veteran variety so. um, because they need somebody who can be a reliable holder. But in this game, the reliable holder, Britton Covey mm -hmm. and Jake Elliott got to punt. It was fun. It was a good spectacle. And uh, I think in general, I know it's. I know we can't just say the blocked punt aside, but the blocked punt aside, the special teams was very good today, just like it was last week. Yes, uh, we can say a block punt aside, and it was also the play when you, you got your punter injured. But, no, you are right. The return game was good. The the the, the coverage unit was good. And uh, I give them a lot of credit for how they responded to the uh, to the injury. And, you know, Bo is, is writing his day after on this. And I was in on Sirianni, so I wanted to, to help out Bo, and I, I should have – phrased my semantics better because I asked Sirianni what it was like scrambling on the sideline after Sipos's injury. And Sirianni said scrambling is not the word that is is not the right word because he said they were prepared for that situation. Um and I'm looking forward to reading your story because it certainly sounds like this is something throughout the week they work on contingencies in case something like this occurs. Yeah, Covey said he um you know they had like sort of pseudo tryouts back in OTAs. Um, and he he showed his stuff then. He was the backup holder during his time at Utah, never got called into action. He was a holder in high school. This is an obvious, uh, uh, you know, Coveyism. The more you can do, he's willing to do it. Um, and so he, he took on that mantle. Every week, 
you know, they take reps. He takes snaps from Grant Calcaterra, who's the backup snapper. Uh, he'll hold for Jake Elliott on uh, on Wednesdays or Thursdays. He said he'd only taken one live rep with the actual full team, the full unit. But he does hold for uh, for Elliott throughout the week. Um, and he, I mean, this was a tough assignment. It was raining out there. He had, he was five for five, and Jake Elliott uh, was asked if he was always laces out. And he said, well, it was never laces at me, which is the big mm. thing. So <laughs> maybe there were some ones to the side. But, yeah, great job by Covey. Great job by by the team. And Jake Elliott only had to punt once. He almost forgot. And run yeah. Out yeah, what did he say about that? He said he thought it was third down. Uh, and he was, he, and then he saw, like, he's like, oh, that's a weird package we're sending out. And then he saw that Lovato was out there. He's like, oh, I, be, I guess I better go. So thought it was third down. But he yeah. got it off. So uh, I always hear with Bill Belichick, the more you can do, the more you can do, right? But uh, I believe it was Lucio Ball, who's from <clears throat> who's from the same hometown as Nick Sirianni, Jamestown, New York, who who she I think she said the more the more you can do, the more things you can do, right? And so that <laughs> applies to a football team. Um, so I I read that once in a quote book from from from, from Lucio Ball. And uh, all she did was add things on to what the this the quote that you had just said. Yeah, well, no, I because I I know it as like a football player quote, but it's yeah. it's it's not just football player quote. And uh, I I also want to reference the fact that I've I've driven by Lucio Ball's home in Jamestown on a Sirianni story because um, <laughs> my uh, <laughs> this is this could be the most personal I will talk about on this pod, but my. My iCloud storage is um, is full, so my phone can't back up. So mm. I have to go and delete photos, and I have to decide what photos I want to delete. And I have like a hundred something photos from Jamestown, New York, there, including you know, you know, like ten from Lucio Ball's home. And I'm like, what do I need, Lucio Ball's photo? You know, Lucio Ball's home photos on my um, phone for. So those got the whack. You got some explaining to do. (laughs) So those got the whack. Yes. Those got the whack. All right. Um, Anything else on special teams? They've been, they've been good. The coverage units have been good the last two weeks. Uh, The five longest punt returns of the season for the team are over the past two weeks. Uh, Boston Scott had a 66-yard kickoff return in this game and a 35-yarder. Those are the two longest kickoff returns of the of the season for the hey, team. Shout out to Marissa because she brought up on the uh, pod the other day that Boston Scott's a Giants killer and had his most production today. Yeah, that was the chat. They're, they're smarter than everybody. Uh, I forget who said it, but um, – Boston Scott should just, they should just call him David from now on because he just does nothing but kill giants. Ah, I see what you said. Okay. Gotcha. You like that? Mm-hmm. I think, if, I think you've used that in the past. Have I? Yeah. Have you? I don't know. Have I? Probably. We've talked about Boston Scott quite a bit after Giants games in the past. So, oh, geez. Far be it for me to re talk about Boston Scott. On an Eagles podcast, I thought you wanted to talk football. You want me to get back to Bill Clinton bathroom stories? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk super and wrap this bad boy up. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, back on Brents with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Hey, Zach, the um, the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith on 4th and 7 we had yes. talked about early in the game. Um, what did you make of that play? Because it looked like you know the Eagles got a little lucky on that play. Sure. Julian Love, the giant safety instead of either going up for the interception or what he could have done, just tried to lay out Devontae Smith, sort of goes behind him for the interception, runs himself out of the play. Uh, could have been could have been a, a dangerous throw, but the Eagles got the better of it. I think you explained it well. I thought Love thought that he was, he was the center fielder making the catch, right? And in a certain respect, it, it is comparable to the Viking Saints playoff game. You know, mm. you know, Stefan takes his touchdown there uh, and, and Marcus Williams on the play. It, it, it certainly looked like Love, who was tracking the ball, you know, thought that he was he was going to camp under it. And then Smith just it, it just fell into Smith. And uh, I I like, by the way, I like the decision on that play by Sirianni because some coaches might have punted there. What, fourth and seven at the 41 or was it 38? What what was the, uh, the yard? I know it's fourth and seven. But I have two numbers in my head. Either 41, 41. 41. 41. Yeah, okay, yeah. So some coaches would have punted there. And I like the decision to pass it. I like the decision by Sir- by Hertz there in that case. You say it's a dangerous throw. Honestly, it, it's probably no different than Apparently a Apparently he checked that play pre-snap. Yeah. Um, I saw in NFL Next Gen stats that the Eagles have the, uh, the most um, go-route touchdowns this mm. season. That was an example of it. But um, if that gets picked, it's probably comparable to a punt, right, in terms of the net yardage. Yeah, but worse uh, if you threw him into a, a big hit. That was the Well, that's true, risk. too. That's true, too. That's a good point. And I thought a hit might be coming on that play. I would, but, yeah, so did I. But, but pulls it down. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's good to be lucky. And I don't know if you would call that lucky, but um, Hurts put it on in the right spot. They, they have a touchdown for it. And – I think the game was kind of over at that point. I learned something about Jalen Hurts in the locker room 
today that I did not expect. Um, this, know, this, this, this caught me off guard. Uh, he and AJ Brown were, were talking about the, the one miscommunication they had uh, in the third quarter, I think, when it was, it was third down in the red zone and Jalen Hurts threw the ball inside. AJ Brown went outside, looked like they were not on the same page. Uh, and they were like jokingly going back and forth about the play. And uh, it sounded like, you know, Brown ran the wrong route. But Hertz said, and I wrote this down because it really caught me off guard. Good, good little insight into the way that, you know, Jalen talks to his teammates instead of the way that he talks to us. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you think? I can rewind time? Click? Adam Sandler, that MFer? Would you have guessed that Jalen Hurts has seen and could reference the Adam Sandler movie Click so quickly? <laughs> That's a great reference, actually. I wish Jalen showed that. You think I could click that MFR? I wish Jalen Adam, click Adam Sandler that MFR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wish didn't he... think I didn't think he had that in him. I I've seen that movie. I saw it in theaters. I, I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, or in a theater, I didn't see it multiple times in theaters. Um, but that that would not have been my first reference with with like stopping time. So, uh, yeah, I think reference. of the uh, the Ducktales episode. You remember that one where Scrooge McDuck? I, that, I probably I probably missed hmm. that one. Yeah, so that's that's my my time stopping reference. But gotcha. I probably would have gone with uh, Saved by the Bell. You know where he does the timeout. Zach Morris does the timeout, and then he. Oh, then that's he good. Okay. Narrates, yeah. I think of uh, of my generation. That's 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 probably what comes to mind. Hmm. I wish I could Adam Sandler this mf'er and uh, take back that one read of Dennis's uh, playoff scenarios. That shouldn't keep you up at night. Oh, it's not going to keep me up at night. I'm just okay. Okay. To me, Adam Sandlering an mf'er is like uh, doing a doing a Happy Gilmore golf swing. If you if you told me you were about to Adam Sandler something, that would be my either that or I would guess that it means wear um, a hoodie and shorts outside in cold weather. I think there was another Adam Sandler reference today in the locker. Yeah, uh, post game. Um, okay, big Sandler day. Wasn't Sandman. directly related to Adam Sandler, but Miles Sanders, uh, he he did a a water boy impression after uh, the block he put on because he is mic'd up this week, oh. and yeah, and he hopes that that is caught on uh, on mic'd up. What was his water boy impression? I I honestly I I need to go back and see the play. I think he had a real nice block on a hurt to run. Okay. And he and he like screamed like uh like Bobby Boucher does, I guess. Okay. But yeah, he he referenced Water sucks. He he referenced Waterboy. Marissa, what if I if if you found out that if someone told you that M- M- Michael Dunn Adam Sandlered today, what would you think that meant? <laughs> um not something golf related because he's not good at golf. Um I have no idea, honestly, but I have seen Click. I've seen like no movies. Mm. Like my movie knowledge is terrible, but I have seen that one, so I did get that reference. So yeah. <laughs> is that a is that a, a Kate Beckinsale joint? Is she does she play the wife in that? I don't remember. I saw Nothing, Kate huh? Beckinsale's name in the comments, so I imagine so. Oh. 
All right. Sorry to bother you, Zach. How's that bothering me? I literally said I saw I I'm I don't know if Kate Beckinsale was the was the wife there, but I saw her in the comments there. So I imagine that was the case. Okay. Uh let's get to Swooper. Marissa. Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Nailed it. James Bradbury is directly involved in a turnover. Unfortunately, did not have did not happen. And the Eagles win the game by a multiple of four. Eagles won by 26. Unfortunately, doesn't happen. Good work. Not a though. great week. What about the oh no, that because that was an eight point, so it still wouldn't have been. I was wondering before the uh the late touchdown by the Giants. It was 41-14, a good, a nice palindromic score. Eagles haven't had a palindromic win since their 31-13 win over the Buffalo Bills in 2018, as we all remember. Uh Bo. Daniel Jones is the game's leading rusher. No, but he only spent one turkey, not that bad. Exactly one of the following three things happened. Janarius Robinson is active. Did not happen. Tyree Jackson gets his first target of the season. You would have thought that, you know, Gardner Minshew could have thrown him one late in this game, but it didn't happen. Cam Jurgens also did not get his first target of the season, so that didn't happen. There was a special teams touchdown or special teams play in which a team advances the ball into the other team's red zone. The block punt certainly would count for that, so that's one. The Eagles offense has more accepted penalty yards than the total number of turkeys bid on this item by all three players. That was only 14 yards. Seemed like a cinch for your boy. But the Eagles, after their uh, many offensive penalties last week, they were only penalized twice in the entire game on any side of the ball for nine yards. So a good job by the Eagles cleaning things up. So Marissa and I tied with one. We move over to Zach. A.J. Brown reaches 1,000 yards receiving for the season. Bang. Miles Sanders reaches 1,000 yards receiving for the first time in his career. Bang. The Eagles have at least twice as many sacks as the Giants. Jalen Hurts was sacked, or I guess the Eagles were sacked four times. Oh, so it didn't hit. I thought maybe you did get this, but you didn't. However, uh, the broadcast did not show a photo of Jalen Hurts and Brian Dable, but you did spend 32 turkeys on the Eagles winning the game. You get those turkeys back. You win this week, Zach. Congratulations to you. I'm Thank proud you. of you, Zach. Thank you, but still have a long way to go. And uh, last week is yesterday's news now. So I, got did, a lot. I did get a lot of comments that me and Zach are really messing up because we should be like, like at the end when we were both bidding turkeys, yeah. we should have, we should have like worked together and not spent turkeys and had turkeys to carry yeah. over. You should not be colluding. You should be playing the game like it's meant to be played. <laughs> I don't know. The chat disagrees. I got a lot of comments like that, that like, I didn't play it. We, me and Zach didn't play it right there. So maybe Zach Hello. have a have a have to have a phone call this week. You play I... to win the game. But 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 I would I would counter the chat by saying that uh, like I, I, in the in this in the spirit of the game, if Bo doesn't win, I want Marissa to win. But if if Marissa and I alternate weeks, then we're not going to catch up to Bo. So the honestly, one of us needs to go on a run. If we're hoping Bo doesn't, but like we need the other person to win more than Bo, but but we need ourselves to win if we have any chance of of winning for the season, right? Because alternating wins doesn't. Yeah, but I, do don't, it. I don't think that's an that that seems like a pro collusion argument. No, I'm saying she's trying to win. Marissa, is, I shouldn't say she. I'm sorry, Marissa. Marissa's trying to win, and I am trying to win. So, 
I know, but who knows? Daniels might make the playoffs worth, you know. He doesn't get to choose how many points the playoffs are worth. Uh-huh. He's not God. So who gets to choose? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Only one person here is God, Marissa. <laughs> I think it goes. I think it goes two, three, four. Assuming the Eagles get a bye. Ooh, okay. I like that. Which is, I mean, that's too generous of me, I think. But at least it makes it spicy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach, anything else to talk about? And uh, would you like to set the scene for this week? Uh, so as, as far as as far as far other items to, to, to talk about, now we addressed the defense. Um, you know, Jonathan Gannon, the Jonathan Gannon, Criticism has has gone down a bit in recent weeks. I know they haven't really played against great offenses, but they're they're answering the bell. You see his you see his chest rising as he does that. You see the puff, the chest puff <laughs> as he says that. There's no chest. There's there's no chest up. puff. I'm ju- I'm I'm just saying like uh, as I've said on on this before, the longest view in the room, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that. We didn't talk much about Calcaterra other other than in the uh, in the swooper discussion there, but Calcaterra is becoming a bigger part of the offense. It looks like, although with Goddard back next week, um, that might change some. Well, and the thing also is that you know there were a couple con- uh, completions to Stoll, and you can you can really tell that Jalen Hurts trusts yeah. Jack Stoll. You can just you can tell. <laughs> um. But no, I, I, oh, oh, we should say uh, Avante Maddox was back. We, we, we did cover that. So yeah, I, I, I think we, we, we covered this game well. Looking forward to getting through this game quickly um, to watch it. And then I do think the Bears are an interesting matchup just because Fields is, Fields is a different type of quarterback than what the Eagles have seen. You know, Daniel Jones runs well, Kyler Murray. Uh, runs well, but he he wasn't earlier in the year when the Eagles played him. Tannehill uh, can move, but Fields is by far the best runner the Eagles have seen at that position. So it can put a strain on your Kaiser White, TJ Edwards combination. Uh, TJ Edwards is going back home this week. Jake Elliott's going back home this week. So some storylines for this week. And always enjoy going on Chicago. And we might have a good guest in line. So looking forward to that. As far as setting up the week, uh, we'll talk to Sirianni tomorrow. We'll talk to the coordinators Tuesday. It's a pretty standard week, and then um, it's kind of their their last, you know, Sunday to Sunday week until the final week of the season. Because after this week, they have a short one against Dallas, right? That's a Saturday Christmas Eve game, and then they have an extra day and the and and Christmas in there, so it's a holiday week. And then New Year's League and in New Year's Eve leading up to the Saints game. Uh, and then you have week 18, which as Bo documented might not matter. So uh if you're looking for like your standard Sunday to Sunday, 1 p.m. to 1 p.m., um, this is the last one they have until the final week of the season. Just the third time this season, Zach, that Jalen Hurts will go up against a fellow full sentence starting quarterback. Can you name the other two? Two can you name? Just repeat that again. This will be just the third time when Jalen Hurts goes up against Justin Fields that he will be starting against a fellow full-sentence starting quarterback this season. Two, can you name the other two? And Justin is or Jalen is? That that Jalen Hurts is. 
that Jalen Hurts is. Okay. okay. I, I think that's a reasonable question. Um, let me think here. Cooper Rush. Correct. Would would be one. And uh, Davis Mills would be the other. Nice job. Well done. I work next to you every day, so I, I shouldn't be able to get that. Not every day. Okay. That. <laughs> well, I mean, you're sleeping next to me tonight, judging by the video. I am not sleeping next to you tonight, though. Yes. A little Mr. Talk. For <laughs> the well, there, there was, if if I can give a, a little behind the scenes, when we were discussing what to do here and we saw the snow coming down, and I say, I said, should we get a hotel for the night? And Bo said, well, not with each other. And I said, that's that's not what I was suggesting, Bo. Yes. If you guys had to, you wouldn't share a room? Well, I mean, define had to. Like the other hotel was like, 30 minutes away. Like there was one room in this hotel. And one, <laughs> yes. One room in, the, yeah. I, mean, the, I would have driven to a different yeah. hotel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, well, I mean, yeah, like if, if, if it was like a home. real yeah. situation we couldn't avoid, then yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I mean, that is, it seems implausible. Yeah. Also the, the purpose of this, it was to be more efficient for our, it was to be efficient for our work was Bo needs to finish writing. We have our podcast to do, right? Like if it was, if we were driving 30 minutes to a hotel, we would just drive home. two hours home. Yeah, exactly. So this, we literally left the stadium, got here five minutes later. Uh, we're much more efficient now than it would have been. We would have been leaving the stadium. I mean, Bo hasn't finished writing yet. So we would have been leaving the stadium in like an hour from now. And uh, yeah, driving overnight. Yeah. yeah. So so this just made more logistical sense. Yeah. All right. That'll do it. For this episode of Birds with Friends, the Eagles 12 and 1. Sight set on the number one seed in the NFC, although the Cowboys are still there. The 49ers look good with Brock Purdy. Might be the best quarterback they have on the roster. Well, you were all over Brock Purdy, by the way. I was trying to find content that you that, that we wrote. It was it was in Birds with Friends, where both of us actually, I think, talked about Yes, we both Brock said Purdy. we liked him as our, yeah. as our late round sleeper. We weren't writing it, but Bo's documented on Twitter, if you if you search at at Bo underscore score Wolf and Brock Purdy, you see a few Brock Purdy tweets leading up to the final round of the final rounds of the draft. Do I did I tweet about Brock? I remember I put him in the uh, the list that 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 rundown of like the precedents of the Pro Bowlers, but yeah, it was here? it was asked like what quarterback should you watch out for as undrafted quarterbacks? For oh yeah, I kept and saying this was like before Purdy, this was yeah. before he was Mister irrelevant but um he was the first name you kept mentioning yeah i liked brock Purdy, but i i mean i can't say i thought he was going to be a stud but i liked him his family reactions was the best mm. that was that's what it's all about his dad crying in the stands that was that was really cute of course i showed a tear watching that so and it, and his and his 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 brother chubba is at uh is at nebraska right chubba yeah c-h-u-b-a would you pronounce mm. that chubba or chuba there you go Either way. Either way. Okay. So for Chuba Purdy or Chuba Purdy <laughs> and Bill Clinton and Bo. And Jalen Hurts, by the way, uh, didn't mention his outfit uh, tonight. Made him look like a member of the Hart Foundation. Uh, he had the pink with the black. Good look. He said that? No, no. He didn't say that. I said that. Oh, you said that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Could you I mean, pull yeah, could you pull off that jacket? 
I mean, I that I, jacket, no. But could I pull off a, that one that fit me? Yeah, that color. Could you pull off that color? Uh, yeah, I could pull off pink. That wasn't pink. That was more like a, a magenta. Is that the right? Looks pink to me. No, it was like a, a hot pink. Like I, I, I think pink is like a lighter hue. I um, think it was like a hot pink. Yeah, I think of. I, yeah, I think all, all of a sudden, hot pink is not pink. Yeah, I would. I would go more pink. Okay. All right. Sorry. I. Sorry. Fuchsia. But just because you're a hot Zach doesn't mean you mean it means you're not Zach. No, you know what I mean. Like when I think of a pink, I think of a softer pink. It's not worth discussing at ten twenty. You win. It was pink. Okay. I'm not fighting you there. There you go. Thank you. Concession accepted. Okay. For Zach and Marissa and Bill Clinton. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you later this week. And as always, before we Adam Sandler this MFR, we love you.